I really just want to know their story, you know, how they got to where they're at. So we're going to ask about incomes, you know, what, where do you work? You know, what type of income are, you know, do you have currently, you know, or are you a business owner? What's that business look like? You know, how much revenue do you generate? What type of income net money do you take home? And then, you know, we'll ask about saving strategies. What are you currently doing? You know, are you saving in a 401k or do I do Roth IRA contributions monthly or I save in a non-qualified account? Welcome to How to Money with Cole and Cole. I'm Cole. And I'm Cole. We coach people every day on their money and how to plan for the future. As financial advisors, we're here to have an honest conversation on investing, retirement, and everything in between. At Full Swing Financial Planning, we're here to empower you to take control of your plan, your way, for your financial future. So let's talk money. And sports. Welcome back to How to Money with Cole and Cole. I'm your host, Bailey Ashbrook, sitting here with the guys. And I'm really excited because we're going to do our first series episode where we're going to go into customized retirement planning. But before that, we need to get into the most important topic, the Chiefs. Oh, Proving God. you guys all wrong. Yeah, yeah. That I've was... been wrong the whole way, so it's nothing. <laughs> nothing's new there. You guys thought I was kidding, but Mahomes and the Chiefs are... Yeah, you can't underestimate the uh, the heart of a champion, can yeah, you? Yeah, exactly. Winners win when it matters. When they beat the Bills, I was like, they're going to the Super Bowl. They're mm-hmm. going to beat the Ravens. So it's between me and me and you, Cole. Yeah, I know. And I got the 49ers, who are favored slightly. I do kind of want them to win, though, because Brock Purdy, you know, I would say it's like you love that for him. It's a good story. And and I'll never cheer for the Chiefs as a Broncos fan. Uh, so so I'm definitely a Niners fan at the uh, – but but uh, we do have a, uh, a local kid that plays for the Chiefs, Jack Cochran. Yeah. Um, that is the uh, nephew of Stu Cochran, who's an attorney here in town, and the cousin of Nick Cochran here. So I kind of, I kind of uh, have a heart for the Chiefs, too, a little bit. It'll be a great game, but I need my Chiefs to win so I can look at you guys all in the face and you're, just you're say. You're a Cowboys the, fan. You're not, they're not I, your Chiefs. The, they're my Chiefs right now. They were her preseason Yeah, pick. they're oh, my okay, pick. Okay, okay. So okay. straight up, it's how it works. If the Chiefs win, Bailey is the winner of our preseason bet. If the 49ers win, Cole Peterson is the winner of our preseason bet. Me and Cole Jasky are just we're tough luck. We're the losers on the left side of the room. Here, yes. So. <laughs> all I do is win. <laughs> how about those hawkeye women though oh my gosh just i me and my sister were talking about it because she plays ohio state at home as their last home game and i was like i gotta go because she's definitely probably going to WNBA. but you think so i do why i just think she, i think economically it's worse for her it so, is uh, but she's she's already made, bored, you know you get at a certain point I, you want to change she too, would play with Aaliyah, Aaliyah at the indiana fever boston she her teammates Gabby's gone, Kate's gone. I mean, they'd be young and it'd be a building year. But I just think the the way she's been talking, she's I don't know. Right. I could be completely hot take. wrong. Hot take. Hot here. take. But she breaking could go her, to LSU. Oh God, uh, Haley <laughs> Van Lit, How's that going for? Her? <laughs> well, season's not over. So well, yeah. We don't have to get into that, but it's funny. My nieces got a viral moment where they asked Caitlin Clark for an autograph during the game, which. <laughs> During the game. That's it was like funny. a minute left, but they had already engaged with them, like talked to them. But she literally was on ESPN. All these videos. It was so funny. But she got the autograph. She got her little Clark moment. So it was cute. Yeah, that's, that's cute. awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. Cyclone men had a good week. Beat Kansas at home. They're hot. Um, but they're, they went up to like number 12. They, they moved they, up 11 or 12 spots. They beat two like ranked teams last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. awesome. And they're, 
they're going to win with defense, which a lot of teams in the NCAA don't do. They're they're winning with defense and rebounding. You know the things that win championships. So I, the whole I, Big Twelve is pretty legit. Yeah, I, men, so. I think the Cyclone men might really make some noise this year. Best time of the year is coming, guys. I need the Super Bowl to get over. I need to get to March. Caleb yeah. threw in his, you know, we're all like, why are the Tar Heels on here? Like, I'm a Tar Heels fan. They're, you know, 9-0 and in conference, number three in the country. So well, come as on of up. yesterday, they got uh, beat last night oh, by okay. an unranked Georgia Tech team. But oh. we'll forget about that. Womp, womp, womp. It's, it's so different, though, because people always say that, oh, like, like basketball is such a long, gritty season. Yeah. It's like so many games, and to play every night in and out, it's just tough. And the teams that play well at the end, they, they do you just got to get to the tournament. Yeah. Yep. And you got to get a decent seed, I think, to get in, you know, to do some damage in the tournament. Get a one through four seed, which all those teams will. Should we throw a little teaser out there for, we do have a, you know, maybe we've talked about what? this, but tournament, tournament team, right? We got a, we got a special episode. We got an NCAA yes. special episode oh, with Wade Looking Bill. Yep. Yep. We're going to have a, it's going to be the first bonus episode and it's going to be I think I can say this. Only sports? Yeah. Only sports. Only yes. sports. So our dream lose pod. a few listeners, yep. but we, we're going to geek out on sports and have Wade Lickenbill back, our, our basketball specialist. So. Yeah. yeah. I got a serious, Middle of March. I got a serious question. Do you think it's every man's dream to just sit and talk about sports all day as their job? Because like you guys. <laughs> I don't know about every man, yeah. but but a lot. There's 90%. A lot, most of my circle would would can sit and like kill three hours talking sports pretty easily. Oh my like, gosh. What did we just do? Nothing. We wasted wait three hours <laughs> arguing about sports. If Luke's talking to a friend via text phone, I'm like, what are you talking about? Sports. I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, I have a guy that I worked at Fairway with and uh, we'll do that. And Lily be like, who are you texting? I'll be like, Luke. She's like, oh, you're talking sports, aren't you? I'm like, uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, that's why the NFL is a billion dollar, you know, yeah. football is a billion dollar industry. Is, you you know, think of all the podcasts on yeah. sports now and just all yep. of it. Should we get into our series though? Because we, we should, we should. We aren't those people. That's not our job, unfortunately. So we'll get yeah. back to. The we'll business. actually talk about finances and not sports. Mm-hmm. So, oh. so let's get into it. This is our first series. We're going to talk about customizing your retirement plan, and we're really just going to go through the stages we take a client or a person through when we're getting to know them, how we take their plan, and really start to finish. And so we're going to look at the certain things we go through. Cole J, why don't you go through the stages? Yeah. So, I mean, really for us, this could be you know, tailored and different to every client situation, but, but really we have five checkpoints or kind of areas that we'll touch on. And, and, you know, the first and uh, the first two, we're really going to talk about today. We're going to go into a deep dive today, but it's really assessing your, your current situation uh, and then, and really setting goals. What are the, the objectives moving forward? And then, you know, in future episodes, we'll talk, we'll dive a little more deeper into understanding the different investment options, account styles, taxation, how things work, and then ultimately customizing the the saving strategy, where that goes, and then how it looks ongoing. You know, the the navigation of the plan, partnering with a professional, uh, in in the guidance that we really uh, provide as advisors, and what it looks like for that ongoing relationship after you've done uh, the deep dive in assessing and building the plan. Yeah. So just a reminder to our viewers and our listeners, you know what what we typically specialize in, and it's not the only thing that we do is 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 sitting down with Jane and John Doe and mm-hmm. and and going through their retirement plan. Now we also do retirement planning for individuals. We do four hundred one k plans, but I would say you know a lot of what we do is sitting down with a couple that is either getting ready to retire or looking to invest more or you know, wants to actually look at that end goal of retirement and how that's going to look for them. So I think that's why we're doing this is to kind of show you like 
because I think some people have some apprehension of meeting with a financial advisor or not doing it soon enough, possibly. And so we want to kind of tell you, like, this is the steps that we're going to take with you. And that's how we're going to go through and make your retirement plan and show you how that's going to work. That's a really good point because I I think we get this a lot. What do you guys do? What do you do for me? And it really doesn't matter the age. Like, obviously, the closer you get to retirement, the more important it is. But the sooner you start, really, and think about that plan, even from my age, like, that better you're going to hit that goal and, like, be able to retire when you want to. So, like, a customized plan is really your plan for you. And it, we create it with what's your income, your goals, your needs, all that thing. So the first thing we do is really getting to know someone. So Cole, when you're first meeting with someone, what's the first step of like getting that information? Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's, it kind of feels, uh, I set this meeting, you know, and I'm, I'm sitting down with a husband and wife and we're, I know it's kind of retirement planning focused or goal focused. I really just want to know their story, you know, how they got to where they're at. So we're going to ask about incomes, you know, what, where do you work? You know, what type of income are, you know, do you have currently, you know, are you a business owner? What's that business look like? You know, how much revenue do you generate? What type of income net money do you take home? And then, you know, we'll ask about saving strategies. What are you currently doing? You know, are you saving in a 401k or do I do Roth IRA contributions monthly or I save in a non-qualified account? Yeah. And then we'll, we'll transition to really to, to your knowledge base. You know, I think that's important to know, uh, you know, how much knowledge you have in the different, you know, retirement accounts or, what your education on your prior investing history has looked like. So then we we have an idea and that'll gauge kind of what what maybe you currently are saving now. So then, you know, we have an idea of, of kind of where to navigate next. And generally that transitioned into kind of more of the goals goals uh, conversation after that or what's what's priority for you to, to start this meeting. I was going to say this too, because I think it's important too. You don't have to have a strong knowledge base if you, if, you know, like you don't understand your 401k, you don't understand your IRA. You, that happens a lot too. Like I don't understand where I should be putting money or how much I should be putting or what I should be investing. And then we have clients that are very in tune with all that. And I just want to put that out. That doesn't matter. That's why we're there. We're there to work with the person that has the huge knowledge base and understand understands everything in between and they love to pin ideas off someone, but we're also there to educate the person that really just needs help taking the next step, like building that plan. Like I always refer to it as like building your workout, like build my workout for me, tell me what I want to do to hit these goals. So Cole P, what are some types of goals you go over with people when you're meeting with them to assess all this? Yeah. And what I was going to say with, with what you just said there real quickly is, uh, that we, we have a range of people. Um, I had, I had a gentleman that came to me one time and, and, and had worked at the same company for 26 years and literally had never logged onto his 401k, had no idea what the balance is. So we have those people. And then we also have the people that come in that log on daily. Daily. Uh, that log on daily. That, They're really involved. And so, they, yep. yeah, it, it, it doesn't and, matter. And there's not one's better than the other or anything like that. It's just we, whatever type of investor you are, whether how involved you are or not, we do feel like we can assist you in, in many different ways. Um, and that's why we're going through this series is the, that. The, uh, questioning, the questioning of that first meeting, right, tells us, okay, where do we need to maybe focus more education on or not, maybe we don't need to educate as much and we're just there to facilitate the goals and, and how the assets are, are, how you actually are saving in the assets. And it's really to empower you. Like yeah. the whole meeting and getting to know you and the education level is to empower you to hit those goals. 
Yeah. Yeah. So you asked yes. me about goals. So some things that we're going, we're, we're going to ask you uh, a lot of questions in the, in the first meeting, because obviously we're just getting to know you. Um, but, but the real goal is, okay, when are you, when are you wanting to retire? When are you planning to retire? Uh, what does that look like for you? Like what, what age is that? Um, okay. So we're going to take that information from you and we're going to try to design the plan around that. But also we may give you a recommendation on, I think you should stay in, you know, one more year or you could actually retire two years earlier if you wanted to. So that's the big, big question that people ask is like, when, when can I retire? And that's a question we're going to ask you is when do you want to retire? The magic number. When can I retire? When can I stop working? Now. Yeah, I know. And there's other things too, like is leaving money to kids important to you as a goal? Is a legacy plan important to you? Is charity important to you? Is, you know, there's so many goals. I think we look at retirement like that's the ultimate go do you want to maybe just switch careers and retire and do something that doesn't matter how much money you make but you have enough money to save up so you can do that job you've always want there's so many types of goals but I think really getting to understand someone and where they're at with their goals and just kind of guide them to even like start having that thought press because we have a lot of couples that come in and, and they haven't even talked about it like so I think it's just generating getting that mindset like okay when do I want to retire what do I need to save I, I do want to go there I do think that's important for our listeners to know or anyone that's going to work with an advisor on building a financial plan that you don't have to have all the detailed goals down to a T now is it the more detailed you are probably the more accurate things mm-hmm. are going to be but the first step is just getting a general idea of what, what you like to, you know, what you want, what you're wanting. And I, I think here's a, here's an example, you know, Cole and I are sitting down and, you know, I, I come into Cole and I'm like, I really want to retire around 62. I know my wife, you know, my wife's three years older than me. She's going to be eligible for social security. This is kind of the age. Here's what I've saved that, you know, can I do this? You know, can I get there? Here's what type of income we, we want to do. You know, we don't need to back, Hey, January 1st, of 2020, you know, 20, mm-hmm. uh, 2050, whatever the heck I'm going to have to retire, you <laughs> know, whatever it is, like it doesn't have to be perfect, but then that, that helps us start to facilitate that next step of like, all right, what are we currently doing? Like, how do mm-hmm. we, can we do that? And sometimes, unfortunately, we tell people like, Hey, that's probably not, if you want to live on this income, probably not reality, you know, or you need to save significantly more, or you need to make more, or you need to retire later. Oh, and, there's just so many little tweaks you can make in somebody's life. Like, Hey, and you, I'm going to ask you both this. How many people come in and really understand their situation of like, I mean, they have a broad idea, but like, like on a scale of one to 10, like how many clients are like, yes, this is exactly how much I need to save to get this amount. Nobody really. I mean, I've sat in a lot of meetings, like most people have a general idea of how much they're saving or what they're putting away, but to actually look and be like, okay, if I have this much, this is how much income I'll have every year. And this is how much my portfolio can make. And I'll have to take this much out when I'm this age. Like those are a lot of details. I think people don't understand that go into the full plan, customized plan. I want to ask you this, Cole. So this, I, I thought of this when you were talking about that, uh, Um, I think where the planning comes or even this starting this conversation, when you got that person that comes in, like I'm kicking on social security, right? Like (laughs) right away. And then you go through some of this and you're like, Hey, do you realize this probably is not advantageous to you? And I, I have that happen more often. I would say where someone's like adamant about I'm making this, this, this decision. And then we go through, I convince them or I talk, Hey, let's put it on paper. Educate them. Yeah. And see if it does make, you know, just math sense. And then go from there. But I'm sure you've had that happen. And and that's one thing I think this this paints the picture a little more clear. Not saying it's perfect, but it mm-hmm. helps you facilitate that that those major decisions. Yeah, a lot of people consider retirement when they turn on social security. Yeah. Uh, yep. and, and that 
yes, that can be a, a form of your retirement, but it, it isn't necessarily when you retire. Um, and some people never retire. You know, they have yeah. part-time jobs and they are they own rentals and, and live for, for a long time. But um, that that is something that somebody has come into me and like, hey, I, you know, they're 60 or whatever. And they're like, I'm going to turn down Social Security at 62. And, I, and I'll be like, okay, well, when are you planning to actually leave work? Well, not till 65. And I'll be like, well, you know, that doesn't, that doesn't coincide with what you're going to do. Like you're going to have to just pay all that money back. So those are things that we go through with you to try to make, you know, realization because there are, you know, there are a lot of what we get. And I know you talk about this as well, my neighbor did this oh, or my, the my misconceptions co-worker or, or did this. not informed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, their situation is probably far different than your situation. Uh, we need to just focus on what you do. You my, know, what my you, second qu- cousin twice removed told me to take Social Security. You know? <laughs> told me to roll that pension out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But also, I think to go along with Social Security, because that is something that we talk about with people. I, I And I tell people this in, in our interviews. Uh, it, it is a personal decision to me. Yeah. Uh, for you. I'm never going to tell somebody, do not, you know, no, you can't turn on Social Security or you need to turn on Social Security right now because everyone has their story of, you know, my dad turned on Social Security at 62 and died in 62 in yep. six months, you know, something like that. So I'm going to turn it on as early as possible. So I'm, I'm never going to tell you exactly what you should do. I'm going to advise you on what I think is the best for your retirement plan. Uh, but at the same time, it is a personal decision for everyone. You're, you're always the owner. Of the, that's what we tell all of our clients. You're, you're the ultimate decision maker you know, when it comes to making these changes or things we recommend, we, all we can do is, is advise you on what makes the most sense based on the conversations we're having. And that's why it's Yeah, you're the one that's got to do the plan. Yeah, yeah. We're the ones we're trying to facilitate, facilitate the conversation to figure out, okay, here's what you're telling me. Here's how we can get there or not get there. What changes we need to make. And this is another thing I think we come across too. And I'm a planner, so it's easy for me to like, I'm not judging people. I'm not, that's not what I'm saying, but like most people wait. You know what I mean? Yep. Wouldn't you say most people come in at 62, 63? Okay, here, I have this in my 401k. I have this. What? Give an example of why it's even more of a benefit to plan way ahead of that, like 40, 50. You know what I mean? Because that way you could have opened that extra non-qualified account and had a bridge account. You know what I mean? Like different variables that like, I think people think like, okay, now I'm at 63. Now I want to meet with you. Now I want the plan. Maybe explain why it's so important to have a customized plan and maybe the sooner the better. I, I just have one example. I think this illustrates it for for the early on discussion for retirement planning would be making a choice between and some people that are older didn't have this choice because the Roth still a fair, fairly new savings vehicle. Yeah. But for example, saving in a Roth or a pre-tax in your 401k. If you have that discussion early on of like, hey, I know I'm going to retire probably before social, I'm eligible for Social Security and you need that bridge, having that Roth bucket sometimes is very, very valuable to bridge. Or you're like, hey, I need some help paying health insurance because I know I'm not going to be on Medicare till 65 that Roth bucket is super advantageous. So if you set that up 25 years, you know, and not everyone knows they're going to retire that early, but say you're a job that has a pension, a very specific set of benefits. There are ones out there. And you're like, I know I'm not working past 60 because my pension, you know, there's no benefit for me to do that. And you're like, I'm going to need that bridge account for things. Very important to do that early on versus, oh, two years before you want to retire and you come to Cole P and say, Hey, I'm going to need $12,000 a year for health insurance. How are we going to do this? And then we got to And if pull- you would have had that Roth, yes. but first yep. of all, everyone knows when, 
Yeah, Bailey got all giddy about the Roth. Look at her. She she was all like, like one of my favorite words. I'm like Roth. Oh, let me tell (laughs) you. But like, (laughs) I'm serious because I have friends too that like they'll just generally ask me. They're my age. They're younger. Like, so what? Which one should I do in my 401k? And I'll explain why the Roth. I'm like, if we didn't have that conversation, like we're not going through a full plan. But that's 20 years like of a big difference of it. And that's why I think it's so important. To ha- it's not a concrete plan. Like that's why it's customized. Not everyone's situation's the same. I don't have the same situation as Cole. We and have, it changes. And it changes and, and the financial industry changes. And that's why I think just having a plan and understanding it's going to change with you as you grow and starting early is so important. It will evolve over time too. Mm-hmm. So, th- so that's, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of your people that come into us 30, 40, 50 years old, we're going to draw up an initial plan, but then we're not going to review the plan. Actually every year, we're not going to you know make all the updates, but every five years or so we're going to go, okay, now, now, you know, here's how things are looking. Um, and I, and then, you know, the, the retiring early, that's my, quote for the people is the earlier you want to retire, the earlier you need to come see me Yep, because there's there, if you're going to retire at 65 to 70, there, there's not a, there's not a, a lot of different hoops that we have to jump through. But if you want to retire at 58, I have a buddy that wants to retire at 55 to 58. And I'm like, well, insurance. we need to start planning for that now. A lot He's of moving 40. pieces, right? Health insurance. Yeah. Like, yeah. What? yep we need to start planning for that now because you're not even gonna be able to take from your Roth IRA or your IRA at 55 because you're not 59 and a half. Right. So we need to start planning for that right now in a non-qualified bucket is what we're doing with that. So that's that the earlier you want to retire, the earlier you need to come see a financial advisor. And I would say this, the number one thing when I hear customized plans, little tweaks that are going to make big differences in your plan, like little things that you wouldn't have probably done that now you're doing that are going to set you up for success when that time comes. Yes. And and I think the prime example that you said is that little, that little, do I pick Roth or pre-tax mm-hmm. in your 401k? I mean, that is, it seems like a small decision to most people, but 20 years from now, that's a huge decision. Huge. Whether you have $250,000 that's tax-free to you in a Roth or $250,000 that's pre-tax is going to be a big change to your retirement plan. This podcast is produced by Spin Market and Digital. Located in Fort Dodge, Iowa, Spin Market's highly skilled team can help you increase your market by updating your website, improving SEO, designing advertisements, and producing podcasts that will grab the attention of your market. Contact Spin Market today for all your digital marketing needs at digitalagent at spinmarketwith2ks.com or call us at 515-302-8026. And to learn more, visit our website at www.spinmarketwith2ks.com. That's digitalagent at spinmarket.com or 515 515- Three zero two eight zero two six, or visit our website www.spinmarketwith2ks.com. Let's do a little dollars and cents. Dollar dollar bills, y'all. Super Bowl's coming up, right? So what, you know, we got to do a Super Bowl statistic or, and this isn't really a stat, stat. This is a headline. You know, we've talked about T-Swift. I feel like more than I ever thought when I was said I was going to do a podcast, I didn't think <laughs> I'd ever be talking about Taylor Swift as much as I have this year. But according to, yeah. <laughs> that's why laugh. she's so big. Yeah. I'm laughing because I know how you feel about yeah, her I'm airplane like, trips. I'm like, I'm like crazy. Like, according to front office sports, 
Swift has created a brand value of $331.5 million for the Chiefs and the NFL brand. How amazing is that? So all those people are like, why are they showing Taylor Swift? I'm so overseeing Taylor Swift. It's called money. It's called a business. That's a, that's a, I don't know where they would get that math from. How Who's going to, you know, that's subjective number, obviously. But there's obvious value, you know, in her her different fan base. That's, that's eyeballs to the NFL. Well, think about to just the impact of the viewership. I saw a little cute Instagram the other day. The dad was like, my daughter started watching NFL with me in the beginning of the year. And he, he's on the couch. I'll have to find too. And he's asking her like, what's a tight end? What's this? And she knew all the answers because she had been watching so much. And then the very end, he's like, what's your favorite Taylor Swift song? And then she smiled because like, that's why she's watching football. That's awesome. Yeah. And so a good example of this is, is my little girls are seven years old. I have twin girls and uh, we're watching the Chiefs game. And the only question, one of them walks in the room, the only question they, they ask is, have you seen Taylor yet? <laughs> and Caleb awesome. said this too. What was it? She was only on TV for like 24 seconds. Yes. I I was listening to a sports talk radio and basically they were talking about people need to quit freaking out about Taylor Swift being at football games because she was on the TV screen during the AFC championship for 24 seconds. But people like can't get over the fact that she's in the stadium or something. And that's making them go crazy. Well, people and, act like this is like abnormal. Yeah. I mean, it's not. They, celebrities they are at those games. Yeah. At A-Rod's games all the time. I mean, they... Celebrities are at games everywhere. I'm Carrie, just going to say... Carrie Underwood that, at Tony Romo games. I mean, they used to show... They show celebrities all the time. I'm not going to go into my feminist spiel, but my point is... <laughs> She, it was funny. Let's not go there. Yeah, let's not go there because I don't want to lose. I'm just kidding. But she's worth $1.1 billion. He's worth $40 million. So like when people are like, why are they making a big deal? She's a bazillionaire. She's super talented and she's bringing how much money yeah. into it. Another tangent, Hughes check, a 49er player, right? His girlfriend, Kristen, or fiance, wife, whatever, wife now, she makes like clothing gear and she makes like custom 49er gear and she's done a few games. Well, Taylor, she sent uh, Patrick Mahomes' wife a coat, right? And she said, hey, I have one for Taylor Swift if she wants to wear it. Taylor Swift ends up wearing the coat. The girl is blown up on social media. That's crazy. That's Went cool. from like 100,000 to like five. And she just signed a deal with the NFL that she can use their logo. And now think about that. That's branded? Yes. Oh, that's crazy. So like that's the impact of yeah. like money being brought in. Like I get it. We're there for football. But it also shows the power cool. of crossover brands. Really, really cool. So I thought that was cool. Yeah. I want a piece. Yeah. Where's my, you know, can that's I get that? Sliver? Can I get the ice sliver? Taylor Swift. Yeah, I know, man. <laughs> Sorry, Chelsea. Or torn Travis Kelsey. <laughs> yeah. Chelsea, Travis Kelsey's not a bad looking man. Chelsea loves Taylor Swift. So, Oh, I love her. She's powerful. Love it. Another important thing before we get back into the financial things. Who's with me and who's against me now at this point? Who's with me on the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl? And who's Ooh, against me? Super make your picks, picks. Make them wise. I'll remember this when I make you wear something. I'm going with Purdy. Me too. 49ers. I'm going to stick with my original preseason pick and go 49ers. It was close. I was almost, I almost flipped the Chiefs. You really think the Chiefs will win? I think Mahomes is a dog. Like, I think he gets people to play at the level they need to play at in big games. I'm dead serious. I think he's one of those players. 27, I think 23, it, 49. I think it could be one of the best Super Bowls that we've seen. Now, last year was pretty good. The Eagles and the Chiefs. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be a very, very close game. But you're right. When it comes, push comes to shove. What quarterback do you want out it's there? And push right. to Mahomes, shove. probably. I'm probably stupid to pick against Mahomes since I picked against him with the Bills and the Ravens. Mm -hmm. But at the same time. Hey, I'll play when they win. We'll just play that little clip. That's all right. 49ers. 
All right. Well, I've been wrong the whole time, so, so I'm on wrong. the losing team, so you're probably, probably going to lose. If the Chiefs win, it will men. be because of Patrick Mahomes being the better quarterback. And Travis Kelsey, one of the best tight ends of all time. Like, Yeah. And if the defense. 49ers win, probably you won't look at it and say it was because of Brock Purdy being the craziest quarterback. It's, yeah. But if the Chiefs win... It's because of Patrick. 49ers Williams. are favored yes. right now. And uh, all in all, small, it'll be a great like game. One and a half, two and a half to the 49ers. But I think I think the difference maker if the 49ers win is McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. 100%. It, it, they just, the, the, the Chiefs do yeah. not have a player like McCaffrey that can make those types of plays. And the 49ers have McCaffrey and Debo Samuel that both are very, very talented. Who's the halftime show? Usher. Oh, yeah. It's in, <laughs> Vegas. Usher, baby. It's in Vegas. My boo. Okay. I, I think it's it. Usher and Reba McIntyre. That'd be great. Like that. I would oh, I guess it's Taylor Swift in the next year. Has she's she done too the half- big. Has she done the halftime? No, she's too big. She's. I don't, I don't think, think she do wants it. to do the halftime. One. But think about the economic. Think about the money. Think about the impact that would All have. All the dollars. All, All the dollars. bills, y'all. Okay, let's take this a little further on the first part because this is going to be a series. I just want to go a little deeper into the first part of this. So. Uh, Cole J, debt and all that. Let's go through that in the first part of assessing you. Yeah, so uh, I, I think this will be a big piece of the first, you know, the first setup of, of building your plan is really, you know, assessing your income, debt, or the cat, really your cash flow or your personal cash flow of where things are going. Because that's really going to, you know, dictate the outcomes of, of how much you can save, you know, and then, then we circle back into the goals of where we're going. But really, we do need to have an idea on, okay, what, what are, what are our debts look like? Do we have good debts, bad debts? Do we need to pay? What are some of the debts you look yeah, at? Because we really want to see yes, the saving strategy. And we do we do come across where sometimes it's like, well, I'm saving 12%, but I've got a credit card that I'm running a balance on. Maybe we back that down 1% or 2% because, yes, we want to, to be advocates of saving, but also there are times where it probably doesn't make sense to save more if you're paying 18% on a you're credit card. You're losing all yeah, that yeah. game. So, so it's just a matter of, we, we want to assess that. So so we really, you know, we'll dive deep into the cash flow first. And that's that's really where your money is going, savings, how much income you have. Well, I think you've probably had this. Like, I'm more apt to tell somebody that they're okay to retire if they have very little debt or no debt. Um, sometimes much easier. Be, much easier because you don't have to create as much cash flow for them to be you know, just live day to day. If somebody comes to me and says, I have a $400,000 mortgage, but I want to retire tomorrow. I'm going to go, okay, well, yes, but we need to really bud- make sure our budget is, is airtight. If someone comes to me and says, I have a $400,000 house that is zero debt, all my cars are paid off. Then, you know, things become a little bit easier as far as retirement planning. And if they're not going to accumulate more debt yep. as well, yes. that's called, that's called reliance rate in our world is, is how reliant are you on your assets mm-hmm. to pay your bills or your retirement income? And the less reliant you are, the easier, more freedom. Plan, yep, the Peace more freedom you have, or, or it always helps when someone's got a pension or something that's coming for like on top of social security, right? Everyone we build, you know, some type of social security for most people into their plan those are those are like floor incomes. We know that's coming, but if you're subsidizing a lot of your retirement incomes because you got four thousand dollars in debt every month, you know it puts a lot of pressure, and you're more reliant on your other assets to pay that and live. And I think too, the goal of retirement is not to decrease your lifestyle. Lifestyle. It's either to maintain it or live the way you want, which will tangent into goals. Like I think you really got to go deep into goals to un- the first like assessing because. That's where you want to be, what you want to live like. So, Cole, maybe explain some goals you look at to either maintain that lifestyle or improve that lifestyle. Yeah, so in that first meeting, we're, we're going to talk about the retirement goal, which which we already talked about, like what age you want to retire. 
but but also lifestyle is going to be the the most important piece you know this is a question i ask people is what do you see yourself doing in retirement and some people will say you know i want to going uh, go, on a cruise every hike couple all years. the mountains <laughs> that or <laughs> i have some people that say you know i just i just want to you know not work and i want to go to local high school football games and i just am you know i just don't want to work i just want to stay at home but but i'm i don't plan to travel you know but some people will go the other way. So we're going to talk about your lifestyle in retirement because it's going to differ from Bailey's lifestyle, my lifestyle, Cole's. Uh, we're going to talk about how much to budget for a goal like that. Lifestyle slash travel slash whatever you want to call it. But then also some people have some big things like, hey, I want to try to buy a home down in Florida. Um, you know, maybe this is somebody that's coming to me when they're 40, 45 saying, hey, in 10 years, I'd like to buy a home in Florida maybe VRBO it until I'm 65 and then move down to that place. So we'll come up with a plan for that. So there's a lot of different things that you can establish as goals, but we're going to want to know those, those lifestyle things that you want to do that somebody else might not want to. What are some other things people spend money on in retirement? Maybe they don't think of that's a goal, Cole. Well, especially that, that age between, you know, 62 and 65 or 60 and somebody wants to retire early as healthcare. Uh, and, and so we got to come up with a plan either to pay for that or to use non, non-taxable dollars so you don't have any income. And right now you would go on what's called Obamacare, uh, but that obviously changes pretty rapidly. But another thing that people a lot of times won't put into their mental plan is home improvements. Mm-hmm. Uh, we never want your house to sit 20 years where you don't do anything to it because there's always roofs, there's something you know, basement that needs issues, or, or you have a health issue. You need a, you know, a ramp, you know, cause just someone's in a wheelchair or there's a lot of things there. And I think we both build, you know, some goals in for that Cole, in our plans <laughs> plan so. for life to happen. Cause things are going to yep. happen to you yep. in your house. And we do have some generic, yeah. I would say, if someone doesn't know, we have some defaults that we use that we've seen in real life. Like, mm-hmm. hey, we want to, we do want to have an expense every couple of years that we build on top of your normal retirement income. Saying, hey, you're probably going to spend twenty thousand dollars and trade in a car every couple of years. You know, when you get into retirement, that's something people are like, oh yeah, I, that'll probably happen. We have to come up with that twenty thousand somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, or or we got to incur debt, which we we're not advocate. You know, we don't advocate once someone is in retirement. Correct. We have people. I've had some people come to me and be like. Well, this is the car. I, I bought a new car and I'm going to retire and I'll probably never buy a new car again. Well, <laughs> if you'd retire at 65, you're probably going to live to 85 to 90. No, most people don't keep a car for 20 years. Very uh, rare. So we're going to we're going to maybe we'll listen to you, but we will also put in buffers that mm-hmm. in case you do need a car or in case you do have a home improvement that you're going to do um, because we're, we're going to want to create things that maybe you're not thinking of. And we're going to want to make sure that there's plenty of money there. Yeah. So that's a lot of what we do as well is, is we create buffers for you that maybe you're not thinking of, or you think you're not going to use the money, but at least it's there if we do. We, need we it. want to stress test. Yeah. The plan. That's, that's, that's really, say. we do a lot of that. We're like, okay, so for example, this is, and I wasn't going to go here, but I, I think this is valid for the listeners to think about is one thing that we will do in our planning software. We say, well, what if the market goes down 30% the first year retire? What's that look like? Or what do they cut social security 20%? What's that look like for your plan? Our software and what we use, we we go through those scenarios, especially as people are getting closer and they're like, hey, I'm I'm a couple years, you know, just in case. So we know, can we, if you live to 90 and we had a really deep, you know, recession in the market, how bad does it impact your portfolio? And then, you know, that we want to inform you and then you have to know, hey, that's a calculated risk. 
you know, or the plan's like, yeah, it's fine. doesn't matter. You know, and then we know we're like, okay, whether you do it this year or next year, you're going to be fine. And that's like the beauty of the plan too. And we'll get to this in the other parts is like those recommendations. Like, Hey, we could, yep. we could buffer this. We can, in this vehicle, we can save this money. If the reset, if we do have another recession or it does go out or we it won't impact your plan that much, but other goals that come to mind are wedding, travel, like charity, all these things. And I'm going to go back to this. And I'm not saying it happens because I really don't know, but I feel like sometimes we have people come in and they're 60 plus and they're ready to retire and they're like, I'm just going to live a quiet lifestyle in retirement. And I'm not going to do much. And I don't know if that's really what they want, but if that's what they believe now because they haven't, they didn't plan early enough for the things they really wanted. So now they've just accepted like, I can't do that much in retirement. And that's again, the beauty of getting ahead and planning ahead is you're going to tell your retirement what you want it to look like. And your money's not going to tell you what your retirement's going to look like because you've planned and made those adjustments to hit those goals and enjoy your retirement. Our job's easy when someone doesn't want to spend any money, but that, there's always a, I, I do, I do always, we were talking about this and I wanted to ask you guys is how often do you see where someone lives a lifestyle here and they retire and it goes down? Yes, I've never seen it in my career yet. Normally when someone sure lives, happens. someone lives at a certain level of income, it's very, very difficult for them to go down like 20, 30% of what they've been used to. It's just kind of we're creatures of habit. Yes. So I always tell people that of like, Hey, if you don't know what your budget is, or if you want to, for planning, Kind of use your net income now as what we were in place. And, and yes, it may be go down because debt falls off. That's why it does go down. Is like you But inflation no, happens. Yep, you no longer have a mortgage or a car payment maybe at that point. So that's where it comes down. But your discretionary spending, very rarely does it go down, especially for that early retirement. Later on it does, but early a, on. A little plug. This is why I love our, our hashtag, your plan, your way, your financial future, because it really is your plan. It's yep. what you want to accomplish. It's what you need financially. It's the little things that are going on in your life that's not going else in someone else's life. It's your way. Like you got to do the plan. We'll help you along. And it's really your future. What do you want your retirement to look like? And don't just assume you can make it work. Like having a plan, you're going to feel so much better in the peace of mind. And then if you're working with someone early, you won't have that debt in retirement. You'll all be planning about these things. And that's why I think it's so advantageous to work with someone because it would be, it's so hard to do along. There's so many moving pieces. There's so many changes and yeah. Customized every, plan's the way to go. Yeah, and every every plan we start, we start from scratch. Mm -hmm. We don't have like a template that we yep. use or anything like that. Uh, we start from scratch. Now, there's some things that we put in most plans, like the home improvement thing, like cars. You know, we put, but we're going to adjust that based on. I've I've had a car goal for somebody be as low as ten thousand and be as high as a hundred thousand. Mm -hmm. Yep. You know, someone that buys new cars every time and they want to buy a luxury vehicle. I have a hundred thousand, someone that trades in going to buy a used vehicle, only going to want, mm -hmm. you know, need to upgrade a little bit at 10,000. So it is, yes, we're going to have that same goal in there for everybody, but at the different same time, it's going to be yep. different. Yep. What is, and I'd like to bring this back to you. What's your one goal in retirement? Let's share one. What would you want? Like one thing, and this is, will be a good exercise because it'll show you like, I know me, Cole and Cole don't have the same goals in retirement. Um, you know, I don't really have, this is, you know, I, do on this, the spot. I do this for a living and I don't have a, I'm a person that's probably going to be somewhat active mm -hmm. in retirement. I have an active retirement. I'll probably be involved in real estate and business up until, you know, I really physically can't or mentally don't want to deal with it. So, you know, it, it's really just comes down to, to choices for me. It's always like, I want the option to, to, and, and I'm a control freak for everyone knows me to say, yes, I want to do that. Or I don't want to do that. <laughs> cool. They're both giving me the, you know, for Cole's people watching on. But, but that that's really that's important to me. I don't know how to put a goal on that, but it's it's I just want to decide I if I if you I want to have the flexibility to do what you want when you want and how yep. you want it. And, and that's, that's and 
retirement. That's what I want. I, and, and, and people that work in retirement, quote unquote, mm-hmm. work where you're, that's what you're saying is, yep. is I'm always going to be a property manager. I'm always going to have extra income mm-hmm. coming in. You're going to have more flexibility in retirement. You're, you're going to be able to, you know, instead of the person that retires only has a 401k, okay. yep. only has social security, uh, totally different situation that you're going to have. And then income that's what sources. creates that. Yeah. recreates that income source that you can have that flexibility. But uh, to answer your question, I would say the ability to, to travel and do what you want to do when I want to do it. Would be what a lot of Molly Cubs, a lot say. of Cubs games in your future. So, so what's yeah. not happening? I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, shots fired! <laughs> I'm what, just kidding. What I'm is kidding. yours? Um, I would love to live somewhere, like have a house where I could go hike daily for sure. Like, are you gonna live Colorado. elsewhere? You're not gonna live in Iowa. No, I when would you like. Retire? Well, it depends. See, this is I'm so young, but how I are we would, gonna hang out? Arizona. Are you gonna go hiking? No. See, exactly. I'll go hike up the stairs to the Cubs game. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just want to live somewhere where it's warm and I can be outside all the time. Like nature. Are you going to Are you gonna do 50-50, you think? Yeah, wherever my kids are. I want to have a place near them and then a place. I like the idea of having a home where it's like, you know, no, you I can't see know. me YouTube, but like a home where it's like adventurous and outdoor living. And like if my kids have kids, like that would be their like kind of vacation home. And then just like a home to have like. You always so come back. You need a golf house. Yeah. I don't need a golf house. I need a hiking house, like a house where all the great national parks. I'm about like, 10. I'm about, I thought for I'm sure about, your guys was, we're going to be 10 like, minutes from, uh, like from golf places. that's true. That place is so golf house, Chicago house, Fort Dodge house. Yeah. I'm laughing though, because, and I also do, this sounds cheesy. I want to be able to do a lot of charity work in retirement. Yeah. So doesn't sound cheesy. That's good. Yeah. Like maybe everyone's like, different though. That's what yeah. I think what we're getting at here and what the point we're trying to make is like, yeah, you know, w- we want to facilitate that conversation, but, but everyone is going to have different goals, objectives, and ultimately that's what defines your plan. Great. That's a great way to describe it. And I'm excited to go deeper into the series and see how we can really help you with your plan. So What's, next time we're going to cover what we do in the, so, so we covered the first meeting, you know, we're going to take all this information, ask you, ask you questions. You don't have to know all the answers we're just giving you examples of, of things that we're going to ask you and, and things that people say to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're going to, we're going to take this information. We're going to go back to the drawing board. We're going to start your retirement plan and then our next episode is going to be implementation. Okay. So this is, we see this, this is what we're going to do. We want, know you have this goal. This is how we're going to build that to do that. So perfect. Step one, your, your plan. Let's figure it out. Step two, let's show you how to do it. Correct. Boom. All right. Go chiefs. Go chiefs. (laughs) No, anyone. What do you got for a quote for us today? I got, you know, what's so funny. This Mia Hamm is in my quote and little girl, she was on my wall for, 10 years, the poster, and it's where she ripped off her shirt when she hit the game-winning goal. You guys know what I'm talking about? That wasn't Mia Hamm. It absolutely was Mia Hamm. I don't know who Mia Hamm No, it wasn't. Do you want to bet a million dollars? It's a blonde gal. Take your victories, whatever they may be. Cherish them, use them, but don't settle for them. Mia Hamm. Go Cubs. You've been listening to How to Money with Cole and Cole, the podcast of Full Swing Financial Planning. To learn more, visit their website at www.fullswingfinancial.com and follow them on Facebook and LinkedIn. For now, I'm Cole. I'm Bailey. And I'm Cole. And we'll see you on the greens. Four. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA, SIPC.